Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com as well as rate, review of iTunes. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العطة من لساني يفقه قولي This is the series إن شاء الله of the تفسير session تفسير of the surahs and the order of revelation and today إن شاء الله we'll start with surah al-falaq in the order of revelation previous surah was surah al-kafirun we talked about surah al-kafirun and this time, inshallah, Surah Al-Falaq. And Surah Al-Falaq starts with A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Ar-Rajim Bismillahi Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Qul A'udhu Birabbi Al-Falaq Min Sharri Ma Khalaq Wa Min Sharri Ghasiqin Iza Waqab Wa Min Sharri Nafafati Fil-Uqad Wa Min Sharri Hasidin Iza Hasad Sadaqallahu Al-Azim In the rough translation, I seek refuge with the Lord of the dawn from the evil of everything that he has created, and from the evil of the darkness of night, and from the evil of the blowers in the knots, and from the evil of an envier when he envies. This is just the rough translation of the surah in English. And this surah, it's called Surah Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas, were revealed after each other to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So they're in sequence. So this time, inshallah, we'll go over Surah Al-Falaq. And next time, inshallah, we'll go over uh, Surah An-Nas. Uh, those two surahs, are, uh, two surahs are called Al-Mu'awwidatayn, in which you, secure, you, you uh, seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with these, uh, two, with these surahs. And uh, Surah Al-Falaq, the majority of the scholars and the Sahaba uh, agree and have the consensus that the surah was revealed in Mecca. And there are some uh, narrations that say these surahs were revealed in Al-Medina. And we'll talk about why it was, actually they say it was revealed in Medina. But the contents of the surah and the environment that the surah and the ayat were revealed in, the majority of the scholars say it was uh, revealed in Mecca. The people who said that it's revealed in Medina they're saying it was revealed in Medina because of the incidents that was reported in this, in the, in the, uh, by some of the Sahaba, which has a hadith that are sahih uh, ahad, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there was a sihr or a magic that was done to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And these surahs were revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to cure him from that magic. So it was revealed in that, in that time. That's the ones who claim that the surah was revealed in Al-Medina. 
But the content of the surah, once you look at the ayat, and the environment that was the surah was revealed in, majority of the ulama, they say this was revealed in Mecca. So let's look at the environment that the surah was revealed in. When we talked about surah al-kafirun, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ لَا أَعْبُدُ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he started facing all the challenges. He started going open in the, in the da'wah, calling for just worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a Rabb, not just as a God, as a Rabb, the one who legislates, the one who has to follow all his commands, the one that the whole society has to worship and obey, the one who sets the rules. Quraysh had a problem with that, and they start to, to compromise with the Prophet They wanted to compromise. They offered him to become the king. They offered him to give him the money that he wants. If he wants the fame, they will, they will make him the king of Mecca. If he wants the money, they will give him all the money that he wants. If he wants the beautiful woman, they will get him, he can get married to the beautiful woman that he wants. But to stop this da'wah. But the Prophet ﷺ rejected all of that. He did not, he did not accept any compromise. And at the end, the response comes from the Prophet ﷺ with, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the wahi, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ The one that we discussed last time. قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ It was a clear answer to them. That's your way of life, this is my way of life. I will only worship Allah and you go and worship whatever you want. I'm not going to worship whatever you want. I'm only going to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it was a clear and decisive answer from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the people of Quraysh. So now, people of Quraysh, they start feeling the hatred. They start hating the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the believers. So that's, that's nature. That comes when you, when you can't stop someone, you cannot compromise with someone, and you cannot stop him from doing the action that he's doing, you start feeling the hatred. You want to do anything to stop him. Anything you try to stop him. And in Quraysh, at that time, and the Arab also at that time, they used to do also the magic. They used to do the magic against the people. And the magic is not something that was new at just at the time of Quraysh. At the time of Musa alayhi salam, when the magicians were doing the magic, and even Musa alayhi salam, he fell in their trap. It was, he started seeing the sticks as walking. So he, he, the Prophet himself fell in that. So it's something that was something that they used to do. So in this, under this environment, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Prophet there is Surah Al-Kafirun, that's your answer to Quraysh, that's your reply to them, stick to the path as is, no change, nothing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is given Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Sahaba this surah which tell them, if you go in front of the society and the whole society is against you, the whole society is planning against you, whether it's the mothers and the fathers of the one who believed, who start hating Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because their kids start becoming Muslims. All of them, they start hating the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Sahaba who became, and anyone who became Muslim. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling the Prophet and the Sahaba, go back to me. Go back to me. 
قل أعوذ برب الفلق that you have to seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there for you with every challenge that you have in the society with every problem that you have in the society you have to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is the environment in which the surah was revealed so the first four ayat that talks قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقُ وَمِنْ شَرِّ غَاسِقٍ إِذَا وَقَبْ وَمِنْ شَرِّ نَفَّثَاتِ فِي الْعُقَدِ وَمِنْ شَرِّ حَاسِدٍ إِذَا حَسَدٍ Almost the first, the first three ayat are talking in general. That talks that you seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from evil things. Evil things in the society can be anything. People who hate you, people who oppose you, that's an evil thing. You seek refuge to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the first three ayat, or majority of the surah, is talk about, talks about that. It talks about this environment. When there is no one, when there is no one, or everyone is against you, everyone is against you in the society, everyone is plotting and planning to destroy you, everyone is plotting and planning for you to compromise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, no, go back to me. I'm there for you. You always return to me. You always seek refuge in me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's the essence of the surah. That's the environment in which the surah was revealed. So it's not when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was when the magic happened on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If that even there is some, some, of the, uh, some of the ulama and the mufassirin saying even that thing is not authentic. Even that is not authentic. Some ulama, they come and do tafsir. We'll go through it, inshallah, some of it, either in this surah or maybe when we go through tafsir of surah al-Nas. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he revealed this surah, look at the, also at the environment in, in Quraysh. Look at Abu Jahl. Abu Jahl, he's a man who was against the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He's a man, he did not hate the Qur'an and the words of the Qur'an. He's a man who used to go at night and be listening to the Qur'an. At night, he goes and starts listening to the Qur'an. One night, and the next night, and the third night, he goes and listens to the Qur'an. So he likes what he's listening. But he doesn't like the fact that a man, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to become, he's the prophet. Because he's from where? He's from Abdul Manaf. He's from another tribe. He's from another tribe. The hadith, when he went, or the, the story, when, when Abu Jahl said, تَنَازَعْنَا نَحْنُ وَبَنُوا عَبْدُ مَنَافِ الشَّرَفِ أَطْعَمُوا فَأَطْعَمْنَا وَحَمَلُوا فَحَمَلْنَا وَأَعْطَوُوا فَأَعْطَيْنَا حَتَّى إِذَا تَجَاثَيْنَا عَلَى الرَّكْبِ وَكُنَّا كَفَرَسَيْ رِهَانٍ قَالُوا مِنَّا نَبِيٌّ يَاتِيهِ الْوَحْيِ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ فَمَتَى نُدْرِكُ هَذِهِ وَاللَّهِ لَا نُؤْمِنُ بِهِ أَبَدًا وَلَا نُصَدِّقُهُ the, the narration says, We and the Bani Abd Manaf, which is from the, the tribe of the Prophet وسلم, were rivals of each other. They fed others and we fed others during Hajj. They provided conveyance to the people, we too did the same. They gave donations, and we too gave donations. So much so that when they and we have become equal in honor and nobility, they now proclaim that they have a prophet 
who is inspired from the heaven. How can we compete with them in this field? By God, we will never acknowledge him nor affirm faith in him. So this is Abu Jahl who likes the words of the Quran. He likes to listen to it. Looks good to him, but he's not going to accept it because the Prophet ﷺ is from a different tribe. It's, a, it's not honor because they were the same, they were equal. Islam came and then now Abdu Manaf is better than Abdu Makhzum, Bani Makhzum. It's better because now they have a prophet, those don't have a prophet. So he hates that. So he's not going to accept it. He started planning against the Prophet All of that in the society happening to the Prophet and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this ayah, revealed this surah. And this surah by itself, there are the Prophet when he talked about this surah in many ahadith. The ahadith that says, Rawal Bukhari, عن عائشة رضي الله عنها أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان إذا آوى إلى فراشه كل ليلة جمع كفيه ثم نفث فيهما وقرأ فيهما قل هو الله أحد قل أعوذ برب الفلق وقل أعوذ برب الناس ثم يمسح بهما بما استطاع من جسده يبدأ بهما على رأسه ووجهه وما أقبل من جسده يفعل ذلك ثلاث مرات the Prophet ﷺ used to do, so from this, these are the, uh, the sort of the boundaries of these, of these surahs, that when the Prophet ﷺ used to go to sleep and he lays down on his bed, he used to uh, get his hands and start blowing in them, nafatha meaning he, that he blows in them, and then he start reading in them, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدُ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ And he does that, then he wipes them in front on his, in, on his face, and on his body as, as, as much as he can, and he does that three times. So this is the surah, the boundaries of the surah, how this surah, uh, the Muslims should be doing it. And you should be reading it. That's what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to do with the surah. In another, in another hadith, an Uqbat ibn Amr radiyallahu anha, anna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam qal, alam tara ayatin unzilat hadihi al-layla lam yura mithlahunna qat. قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ وَقُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ That the Prophet Sallallahu told Uqba ibn Amr radiyallahu anhu Didn't you see that this night there were ayat that were revealed or swords they were revealed nothing was revealed like them before قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ وَقُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ Now this ahadith Uqba ibn Amr this was at the time in the Medina in the Medina and this hadith says that these were revealed in Al-Madinah because that's what the Prophet ﷺ told Akun Mu'amr. So the, 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 uh, the ulama who says that this surah was and this surah, surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas were revealed in Al-Madinah, they use this hadith. But the other majority of the scholars say that the revelation doesn't mean that it's the first time it's been revealed. It says that it's a reminder to the Prophet ﷺ to say these surahs. So a reminder to the Prophet ﷺ to say these surahs. So this one, the Prophet ﷺ telling Uqba ibn Amr that was revealed tonight, so it came, Jibreel, remind the Prophet ﷺ to say these surahs. In the incidence of the magic on the Prophet ﷺ, it was also 
the in the hadith says that the that Jibreel came to the Prophet وسلم, and was reading this surah on him. So it doesn't mean that when it says it's revealed in it revealed in that time that it's actually the first time. So that's the majority of the ulama. They says it was revealed in Mecca, not in Medina. Yes, this hadith it says, or this hadith says it was revealed in Medina, but doesn't mean it was the first time. This is just a reminder to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Another hadith, and Jabir radiyallahu an قال قال لي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اقرأ يا جابر قلت ماذا بأبي أنت وأمي قال اقرأ قل أعوذ برب الفلق وقل أعوذ برب الناس فقرأتهما فقال اقرأ بهما فلن تقرأ بمثلهما جابر رضي الله عنه came to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم told him read يا جابر read he said what, with what should I read the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم told him اقرأ قل أعوذ برب الفلق وقل أعوذ برب الناس then he read جابر read them and the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said read with them you will not, you will not read like them so these two surahs, they have also special status in the Qur'an there. In another hadith, an Ibn Aish al-Jahni, an Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, قال, قال له, Ya Ibn Aish, ala adulluka, aw ala ukhbiruka bi afdali ma yutu'awwadu bihi al-muta'awwidun, qal, bala ya Rasulallah, qal, qul a'udhu bi rabbil falak, wa qul a'udhu bi rabbil nas, hatani suratan. Ibn Aish, well, the Prophet ﷺ. So the Prophet ﷺ told him, I'm going to tell you with whatever the best thing that you seek refuge with. Then he said to the Prophet ﷺ, Yes, O oh, Ya Rasulullah, yes. Then the Prophet ﷺ told him, Qul a'udhu bi rabbil falaq wa qul a'udhu bi rabbil nas, those two surahs. So if you want to seek, seek refuge in these, seek refuge in these two surahs. Now, this is in general the, the, the environment in which the surah was, uh, this surah was revealed. And also some of the hadith that talks about this uh, surah itself and how we should be using it. Now, let's go into the details of each ayah uh, of them. The first ayah, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ Say, I seek refuge in the Lord of the dawn. Now, قُلْ say, أَعُوذُ seek refuge. بِرَبِّي in the Lord, in the Rabb. الفلق, now there is the different meaning, the scholars different say different meanings to الفلق. الفلق, one of its meanings is الصبح, الصبح which is the dawn. And another meaning, it means الخلق, the all creation. It's all the creation. And it's all the creation from that anything that life comes out from is al-falaq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-An'am, إِنَّ اللَّهَ فَالِقُ الْحَبِّ وَالنَّوَىٰ Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the cleaver of the grain and the date seeds. So the word falaq, the one who creates it from. So the word al-falaq means here, means the dawn or means the creation. So it's the Lord, I seek refuge with the Lord of the dawn, or I seek refuge with the, with the Lord of all creation. Both the Lord of the dawn is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of all the creation is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So both, whatever you take which meaning, both are valid and correct. 
Now the ayah talks about seeking refuge. And when you want to seek refuge, there are three things. One thing is the act of seeking refuge itself, that you feel that you need to seek refuge. The other, then, the other one is that you yourself, that you want to seek refuge, and the one that you are going to seek refuge from, from whom you go and seek refuge. In this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that you have to seek refuge from the Rabb, the one who created the dawn, or the one that created everything. But you can go, someone can go and seek refuge in anything. Quraysh and the polytheists at that time, they used to seek refuge from the jinn. When they go to the valleys at night, before they entering a valley, they will go and seek refuge from the jinn of that valley. Seek refuge from the jinn of that valley. You can go and seek refuge from someone who is powerful to protect you. It's a protection. Seek refuge is a protection. So you go and seek protection if someone who, think, who you think that he can go and provide this protection. Seek refuge for someone to feed you. So you can, anyone who can feed you, you can go and seek refuge from that. So, it's open to go and seek refuge from. But as a Muslim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded us to seek refuge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If i poor, if I'm being oppressed, if I feel the pain, I should go and seek refuge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I should not go and seek refuge from other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If I feel that I'm oppressed, I should not go to, to the government to seek refuge from that government. I should go and seek refuge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at the situation in right now, what's happening in, in, in Syria. In Syria, they were seeking refuge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The people in the ground are seeking refuge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Man Allah. We have no one except you, Allah, for us. Let's seek a refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when some of the groups start seeking refuge from the United Nations, start seeking refuge from the United, uh, United States, from Turkey, from other countries other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, look at what start happening. Look at what's, what's happening right now. Start fighting. Because there are people who are seeking refuge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, people are seeking refuge from others. They will collide. Their hearts are no more in one. Someone who is seeking refuge from Allah, someone is seeking refuge from a system or a people who doesn't want the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be implemented. And seek a refuge, it's not just have to be from when you are sick or you are scared of something. Seek a refuge for support, for anything in the life. That's why the surah was revealed after the surah, after, after Al-Kafirun. In that situation, in that situation, where the, all the oppression and everything against the Prophet and the Sahaba happening, go and seek refuge to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, only from him. So this is guidance to us and command to us, the Muslims, that only seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
The next ayah, min sharri ma khalaq. From the evil of what he created. So min sharri ma khalaq, now who is the one created? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's from the evil, from the evil of what he created. So this one doesn't mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created evil. It's from the creation of Allah, the evil, the evil that happens from the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created evil. It's from the, crea the evil that happens from the creation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created. So I seek refuge in the evilness of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. Now, the, some say the, the, the min sharri ma khalaq, from what he has created, some people say it's Iblis. Uh, some say it's Jahannam. Some say it's general, anything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. And it's the, the, the majority of the ulama say it's, it's, it's everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. So you're seeking refuge, refuge from the evilness of everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. Any evil thing that can happen. Humans can do evil things. So you seek refuge from those humans. Animals can do evil things. You seek refuge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from animals. Anything Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created has the ability to do things evil. So you go and seek refuge from the evil, from this evil itself. The next ayah, وَمِن شَرِّ غَاسِقٍ إِذَا وَقَبٍ And from the evil of the night's darkness when it's spread around. And from وَمِن شَرِّ غَاسِقٍ إِذَا وَقَبٍ شر is the evil. غاسق means the word. قسق means it's the dark. غاسق means dark. إذا وقب it's enter and overspread. So from the darkness, I seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evil of darkness when it overspreads. So when the night comes, when the night comes, the night is always, you know, for some people, some people start fearing night. Because in night itself, you will be walking, you will not see anything. So you leave. There is, if there is something to hurt you, if there is any plans against you, you will seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during that night. During that when the dark, you can't see. Because majority of the plans happens in the night, during the dark. It's during the dark, that's when all the plans happen. And in the dark, when you're walking, you don't see anything. You seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because it could be there could be an animal, there could be you could be you could you could fall. You could so you seek refuge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from this darkness itself. And this encompasses anything that can happen. It's not just the plotting of people, because in the darkness that's most of the plotting happens. But also from you will be walking in the street, like I lived in a village. I'll be walking in the streets in the night. You don't see, you will see animals, wild animals jumping on you. So you want to seek refuge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from this. You don't see them. You want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you. You will be walking also sometimes during the day. During the day you will be walking, you will see, you will see, you will seek protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially if you are in, if you are in a jungle or in an area where there are snakes or animals or anything. You seek refuge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so he can go and protect you. So it's all protection 
whether it's in the day or the night. So the word غسق, some people, so the, the ulama and some of the sahaba, they disagreed on the meaning, so they have different interpretation of it. Some say that it's the layl itself, which is the night. Some say al-ghasiq is the snake when it bites. And some say al-ghasiq is anything that attacks and hurts. And some say that it's the moon. It's the moon. And that's the most authentic, that it's the moon itself when it disappears. And that's authentic because the Prophet wasallam, Aisha, in a Tirmidhi, uh, it was narrated that Aisha and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam nadar al-qamar. So he looked to the moon and he said, Ya Aisha, isti'idhi billahi min sharri hadha, fa inna hadha huwa al-ghasiq idha waqab. Then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was looking at the moon and he told Aisha to seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evilness of that, which is the, the, the moon. Fa inna hadha huwa al-ghasiq idha waqab. That the moon is so this in this surah it's from the evilness of the moon and what's meant by that is the darkness it's the night the evil things that happen during uh, the night and from the evilness of the people who blow in the knots are the knots that are used that are that tied on a string or a piece of a thread. That's what al-uqad is. Al-nafathat, it's from nafatha, nafatha to, to blow. So in this one, it's about min sharr al-nafathat fi al-uqad, it's from the evilness of all types of magic. Because al-nafathat, when you do the ties, you do the tie, the knobs, and start blowing in them, this is what the magicians used to do and they still do. When they want to do the magic, they will start tying things. They will bring, a, sometimes they will bring a paper, write on it, something gibberish or whatever, not, a stand, not understandable, and they start tying it and put knots on it, and they will be blowing in it. And then they will go and hide it somewhere. So still, what was done years and years and years, hundred years ago, thousand years ago, it still is been done today. So it's the same thing which is min sharrin nafathati fil uqad, the one who blow in this, the, the, the knots. وَمِن شَرِّ حَاسِدٍ إِذَا حَسَدٍ And from the evilness of the one who is envy when he envies. So it's the evilness of the envious when he envies. Now, envy by itself, it's an emotional feeling. It's an emotional feeling. And you envy someone when you see that he has good thing. So you have this emotional feeling that why he's better than me? Why he has more money than me? Why he is... Uh, he has better car, why he has better degree, why he has better life, why he has better, tra more tranquility at home than others. 
uh, all blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he gives to the people that he gives to the he gave to the people people can be envied by that I don't have that much blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I look at someone who is blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him a lot I'll start feeling this the, the feeling the feeling that I envy him for that now if there is no action associated with this feeling, because the ayah says, وَمِنْ شَرِّ حَاسِدٍ إِذَا حَسَدٍ And from the evil of the envious, إِذَا There is a condition for that. If he starts envy, meaning that he starts doing actions. He starts he start acting based on his feelings. So he starts maybe making dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to strip you out of what you have. So it's, the envious is not about he is calling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so he can have what you have. So he can have what you have. No, it's about you are, wants you to, so you can lose what you have. If you have tranquility at home, he wants you to lose that. So he starts envying you for that. And that happens. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this surah says, وَمِنْ شَرِّ حَاسِدٍ إِذَا حَسَدٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us, and He knows that we humans, we can envy. And it will have an impact on the person. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is instructing us in this surah, in this surah to go and seek refuge from the evilness of the envious. Now, this is the, whole, this is the surah in the details. So from this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, once the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and once the Sahaba, radwanullahi alayhim, to always go back to him in everything about life. Because it's about the evilness of anything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created from all the creation. Or the evilness of someone who is envious. And he is envy. You don't know this. So that's why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us and asked us to go and read these surahs. You know, at night, when you're going to bed, you read these surahs. When you see that, you see, you see and you feel someone, he's, he's jealous from you. You go and read these surahs. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he was given the nubuwa. Bani Abdul Manaf. It was not given to Abu Jahal's tribe. So that's envy. They cannot be even. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is instructing the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yes, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is protected. But that he also instructing him to seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from all this envious and bad things that could happen from the creation. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling the Sahaba and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whenever, always, always come back to me. Always read these surahs. I'm always for you. I'm always there for you because I'm the one who created, I'm the one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who created the ones who can envy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who created the ones who can do the, the, the hasad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created them. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows how to stop that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows how to stop that. It's only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who knows how to stop it. You can't go and seek refuge from United Nations to stop the envy of someone. They have no control over it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who controls it. 
or you can go and seek refuge uh, for you, your father, for someone to stop his envy. You can't. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that who can control that and stop that. So always go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now put this in the environment of the da'wah when the Prophet sallallahu was there. It's another message to the Prophet sallallahu and the Sahaba that he steadfast to the da'wah. Leave any emptiness. Leave, don't think about getting harmed from magic, from anything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of it. And it's for us. And it's for us, the same here. We have, there are many things of this happening around us in the society. You see many who go and seek refuge in anything but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When they want help and support, they will go and look for others instead of going and looking for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Instead of raising their hand to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and asking for help and support, no, they go and start begging others and begging humans. Humans, begging humans to go and help and support them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us, no, go back to me. I created you, I created them, I know how to deal with it. So, always get back to me. Always, it's a reminder, every day. These surahs, we read them, we learn them from, one, from time we're three years old, two years old, four. We'll be learning these surahs. Always seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he is the only one who can be by, by your side. It's only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When the whole world, take it, Mecca was against the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and now the whole world is against the Muslims and the, in Syria, and against the revolution in Syria, it's a message to the people in Syria, seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only. Keep reading these surahs. Keep reading these surahs and repeating these surahs. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will support you and take care of you. And it's for us here. For us to keep reading these surahs. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can protect us from anything, any harm. And stay steadfast to the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't think that you will get harmed. You will not be harmed unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills. You will see blocks in the path. You will see blocks in the way. You will be talking to the people about Islam and about the message of Islam. And they were, yeah, say, okay, what are you talking about? Some of them might start ridiculing you. But remember the Prophet sallallahu was ridiculed. And it was said that he was a magician. He was splitting the families. So might, you might, people might start thinking about you the same thing. When you, are, when you are carrying the da'wah and you're calling the people for the right Islam, people might start thinking, oh, he's splitting families. Oh, he's, he's splitting families because... That brother is now committed to Islam. He's committed to Islam, but they're not called committed to Islam. They will say he's fundamentalist now. So you have in the family one someone who is fundamentalist and someone who is, who is secular and someone who is moderate. Who is splitting the families. No. As long as you are on the haqq, stay on the haqq, and always stay on the haqq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you. And these are tools Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us to go and seek refuge in him to protect us. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم فوز المستغفرين and إن شاء الله we'll stop here and if you have any questions or comments go ahead please thank you for listening to this podcast podcasts on current events Islamic guidance Quran tafsir and Sira are available at 
islampodcasts.com, as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.